Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Today's episode is going to be fantastically exciting. This is, I think, such a raw, must-talk-about kind of topic that so many of us try to push away. So I'm very excited to say today's topic is, did you know that nobody is perfect? And you know, you might be like me, where I think that there's all these people out there that have their shit together and their life looks amazing and they've got it all. But I've got to promise you that nobody in the nobody on this planet, not one person out there, has the perfect life. And you may think that from their social media and from the photos they put up on Facebook and the things that they write and all the stuff that it is. They've got their shit together, right? They've got their shit together and their life. And, and, you know, that they've got the perfect life and everything is, like, amazing. And I'm wondering if you're the type of person that feels like you are different. Like, you don't have your shit together and everyone else has got their shit together and that's created overwhelm for you. And it might have created fear for you. It, it could also create anxiety and potentially panic attacks or depression or you just feel like an imposter in your own, own world because everybody else seems to have their shit together except you. And if that's where you're at right now, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. We're going to have a continuation on the last two weeks. And we're going to keep some shit real today because we believe that shame loves shadows. So when shame loves shadows, we tend to isolate ourselves and we bury our own shit so that we don't allow those parts of us to be seen and be heard because we don't want people to judge us. We want people to think that we have our shit together. When really we're working so hard some days to pretend that we have our shit together, it's freaking exhausting. So if that's the type of podcast that you're up for today, tune in because today's going to be a little bit hairy scary for me. <laughs> like this is going to be vulnerability at a whole other level, isn't it? Yeah. Whew, here we go. When I said that she was going to share this in the podcast today, I was like, you go girl. <laughs> like... It takes bravery, right, to actually share your truth with the world. So first of all, I just want to say, go you. We have to. We just have to put it out there. So I'm just going to share with you how the last four, I think it's four weeks, and, and it feels like in some respects it's been a lot longer than that. Um, and sometimes it's been a bit shorter than that. And to be honest, my head's a little bit mush. So timelines and datelines... I have no comprehension of it. I can't even make decisions at the moment. But what we are going to share with you today is three strategies that I have applied to get me out of a really dark space. And so just to give you some context about what's been going on in our world, because through social media, and if you've seen us lately, then you would probably assume 
that everything is hunky-dory okay and it's it is hunky-dory okay as of today you know this time however it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride and it's been we've had some challenges and I want to be really open and honest with you for and the reason I want to do that is because when I coach other people through this I want to normalize the bullshit that we should all be perfect I really want to normalize that and I want to normalize the fact that we are all human and I'm the type of person that used to hide all my flaws and all my insecurities and all my so-called fuck-ups because I was worried about judgment and I used to think that I needed to be perfect and I used to think that I should have my shit together and I used to think that you know like people don't want to be burdened with my drama and my stories and guess what shame loves shadows and when we keep our thoughts in the shadows we lose our power and we lose our control so whatever date it was somewhere in December uh, I had a flare-up with my autoimmune and for those of you that are not aware I, I struggle I don't struggle that's the wrong terminology I have a liver disease and I have liver autoimmune and so that requires some form of medication and in November there was a flare-up which just means that you know my blood tests go from zero to hero like from hero to zero and they go from one extreme to the other which means I have to go on a different medication cycle and so I started taking more steroids at that particular time and my whole demeanor changed didn't it so yeah. maybe it's a good idea that you start what did you experience because it was a pretty scary roller coaster ride for me and maybe just sharing with people how you found it on the receiving end of that all right so um when Ursh's uh, steroid level went up within about 24 hours um i noticed just everything became very hard um negative mindset straight away whereas usually Ursh can be really upbeat and what are we going to do next and where should we go now but would go into a very sort of a very bluesy state quite a dark space and then also being extremely reactive and it, it, it only took 24 hours for it to start just a little bit but every day it just it got a little bit more worse and a little bit worse so more impatient um, more frustrated um, sort of a small little outbursts to start with about things that she would never really freak out about which is suddenly just have rage little rage attacks mm -hmm. and those would get get more and more um, not wanting wanting no I know that Ursh is such a per do things person she doesn't like sitting still especially on holiday she likes to do a lot of stuff and so we keep very active and we clean the house and we do this and we do that and she just didn't want to do anything and when I'd suggest we do something because I could see that she was moving into a darker space I was like, let's go do something, and it was like, no, I'm too tired, or no, just leave me, I need to do this podcast, or I need to do this, so it was very, very difficult, very difficult to just chill, or um, do things that were just normal sort of holiday, Christmas time things, it was just quite, um, I'd, I'd just run around the house cleaning, and, t and tidying, and trying to to make things nice hoping that you know because I know that she likes a clean space and decluttering is really good for her, for her headspace so you know if I just keep busy and do that stuff then that will make it better but because of the drugs accumulatively adding into her body I guess you could say over time you get more and more in your system it actually just the behavior just tended to um, increase over time and just kind of not happy and 
sleeping more than mm. normal mm. and isolating more than mm. normal. You know, just spending a lot more time having to be alone, trying to process emotions more than anything. Yeah, so I guess from my perspective and not being aware that this was a consequence of medication. So I know that potentially there's people on here right now that are struggling with depression and um, are struggling with anxiety and with panic attacks. And I did have a breakdown when I was 28 and, well, they all call it a breakdown. I call it a breakthrough, of course. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. And please reach out to me. I'm here for you because the journey that you are on is really hard and it's really scary and I haven't had to go back into that journey to this extent for well over 20 years so it's been the last few weeks for me it was probably the middle of December actually when the beginning of December yeah and it escalated so I noticed that my anxiety was starting to return I noticed that I was becoming more reactive. I noticed that I was very critical of myself. So I just kept punching out more stuff, more deadlines. I kept showing up more and I was sleeping less. And I was just like a machine that just kept going and going and going and going and going. And what I noticed was that the outbursts were not how I would normally show up. So I would... Um, people would have conversations and I would just feel reactive and, and not necessarily have the conversations with people but that's not how I normally am and me and Sam would have a conversation and I would not intentionally have an argument but I would react as opposed to being proactive in, in our marriage and in our relationship which I'm not normally that person either to the point where you know Sam was late somewhere to pick me up and I was just like like I was so angry and and I actually couldn't control my anger like I just I could feel it just getting worse and worse and worse and I was walking and I was thinking I just need to calm down I need to calm down and of course unless you've been in this state you won't get it you won't understand it so when Sam picked me up and I just lost it I just lost my shit I was just like just get me home there was a bit more spurring in that just so we clear all right um, leave me and she's like well like I just can't I was just just leave me alone I don't trust who I am right now I don't trust who I'm being right now I need to leave you need to get away from me and Sam's not seen that side of me and that has been a side many many years ago it was to the point where I was scared of who I was being and I did not feel safe in my skin and I exited the car and I had a big glass in my hand and I before I walked in the front door I stepped away from the front door and I just got, grabbed the glass in my hand and I just smashed it against the stairs I just threw it as hard as I could because all I visualized was me punching my front door like just physically punching through my front door and that's how much anger I could feel in my body at that particular time and I thought I can't actually punch the front door so without consciously being aware of it I released the energy through smashing the glass and from there I walked into the house and I just sat in my chair in my bedroom and I just rocked and I went into some place I don't even know I just left my body and I just sat there for 20 minutes just shaking 
And to be honest, that scared the shit out of me. So when I came back from that experience and Sam came home, I just said to her, I'm not happy. This is really difficult. This is all of these things. Not understanding that I'm now starting to struggle with anxiety and panic, closely moving to depression. And so we had a discussion about that. And I was just like, this is all the things. And we just spoke at depth and at length. And I said, I feel like I'm hormonally unbalanced right now. And Sam is trying to give me all the suggestions, which was really useful at the time. And she'd be like, the, and giving me different options. And I said, I don't care. Like, don't take this the wrong way, but I actually don't care. Like, I just, it's not that I don't want to care, right? I actually don't. I don't actually care what's going on in my world right now. I don't have the energy, the capacity to entertain anything other than the next five seconds. So from there, I started to create awareness of what was happening because I was like, something is majorly wrong. I've gone from being okay to not being okay. And the reason I share this with you is because there's a lot of people that would have a perception that my world is perfect. And nine times out of 10, it is bloody perfect. But I'm human and I go up and down and I have my challenges and life throws me lemons. And last month was probably one of the most mentally challenging months I've had in a very, very, very long time. And I don't want you to have to think that your life needs to be perfect. Because it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be okay. And it escalated for me quite significantly to the point where I wouldn't be around knives and I wouldn't be around scissors. And I would just say to Sam, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe in who I am right now. And she's like, we need to sort this shit out. And I was like, have you noticed any changes in me? And she's like, ah, uh, yeah. And I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me? And again, their immediate reaction, right? The blame game and responding in a really assertive, aggressive tone. Do you think that someone's going to come up and tell me that I've changed? I don't think so. And so when my specialist rung, I just said to him, bro, you got to sort this out. Like, this is not okay. Like, and he's like, what's up, Ish? And I said to him, this is not okay that I'm smashing this massive mug outside my house. The neighbors probably think I'm a bit of a fruit loop right now. Um, and I'm having outbursts and I'm having rage to the point where I just want to hit things, like hit, not people, just things. And this has happened before, six months ago. And he said it's called roid rage. And as soon as he gave it a name, I was like, whoa. So it's a condition. It's something. It's not all in my head. So once I knew that, it made my life a little bit easier. I would still isolate and internalize and leave my body and you know, keep the outside world external and and be able to just only process internally. And unless you've had depression or anxiety or panic or you struggle with anxiety, you're probably not going to understand this. But if you have, you're going to get this. 
that you tend to leave your body and you stay outside and you just watch and other people are talking and you watch their lips and you're not really there in the conversation but you're trying your best to partake in the conversation because you're so worried that you're living in fear right now and I want you to know that I feel you I see you and I get you you're not alone and I want to share with you three things that I did that helped me move through and transition through that and there's still moments that in my head I don't feel safe but it's nothing to compare to what it was three weeks mm. two weeks ago when and I've reduced my medication myself because I was just like this is just not safe for me um, and without that I don't know how I would have survived so these are the three tools that I wanted to share with you because if you're struggling in life right now and you don't know what to do about it and maybe you have depression or anxiety and maybe this will be useful for you or maybe you've got imposter syndrome and you think everyone else's life is perfect right now I want you to know that no one's life is perfect there's always obstacles and there's always roadblocks and wherever you are right now is exactly where you are meant to be and if you are struggling there are always people that you can reach out to I had shame around reaching out and, and saying something to Sam because I thought that I should have my shit together I thought that I should know better I knew the signs were starting to escalate and all of a sudden why am I having panic attacks why all of a sudden am I making sure that I'm removing knives and scissors out of my vicinity like I knew that that was happening but I didn't share that until after it had happened and I don't want for other people to go through that so the three steps that I have used in the last month and remember my condition is medical related so I don't want to I guess simplify anyone that is really struggling right now that is not my intention right it's at any time this can happen in anyone's life so the three things that have really helped me get through a really challenging last month is number one acknowledge number two acceptance and number three taking action so I want to talk first of all through acknowledging and that matters because there was a huge part of me that didn't want to acknowledge that I wasn't coping there was a huge part of me that wanted to think I could get my shit together on my own there was a huge part of me that if I acknowledge it then I'm admitting that I don't have my shit together and that I'm faulty in some way shape or form and I'm going to call bullshit on that because we all need help right we all need someone in our corner and when we can acknowledge how we are feeling and what we're going through it takes the power away so just by having the conversation with Sam by having the conversation with my specialist by having the conversation with my mother by sharing it with my ultimate you girls because the the morning of me smashing the glass I had to run a training that night and when I say had to I love running the trainings for my private coaching group and I felt like I was being a fraud I felt like if I just go in there and I pretend and I smile and everything is okay that I'm actually being an idiot 
like I'm lying to people's faces when I have lost my shit this morning and I'm going to pretend that everything's okay and that goes against everything that I believe in because I'm not valuing my authenticity therefore I'm preventing other people from being authentic because I'm showing up perfect all the time and so I chose in that moment to share with them that I am human and that sometimes we're going to make mistakes not because I wanted them to see me as this aggressive person that had these random outbursts but because I didn't want to have that power over me. So I'm curious, what secrets are you holding on to? Where are you not sharing your truth with people for fear of judgment, for fear of rejection? Because for someone that struggled with panic and anxiety and depression and agoraphobia, when I used to keep that to myself, I had no power. And when I started sharing that with people, and it, it came out of my head. I didn't feel so alienated. I didn't feel so isolated. I didn't feel like I was not coping as much. I felt like if I could share that with people, then I felt a bit safer. So acknowledging where you are at, no matter where you are in your journey right now, if you're in overwhelm right now, if you're in crisis right now, it's, it's not irrelevant. It's just, this is where I'm at. And it's okay to acknowledge that because we spend so much time and energy trying to hide that. And I, for one, spent at least two weeks trying to hide that from my wife, who we lived together for 21 years. And I'm still trying to internalize all of this emotional stuff that's going on in my head. And I'm avoiding conversations and showing up for people because I think that they can see that I'm flawed. I think that they can see that I'm not coping. Newsflash! I wasn't freaking coping. I wasn't. So number two is accept. Right? So once you acknowledge where you are, I want you to accept it. This is what is going on. This is the reality. No more running. And it's important because we try to run away from the emotions that scare us the most. So when we don't accept that we're procrastinating, when we don't accept that we're living our best life, when we don't accept that we don't have the relationships that we want, when we don't accept that we don't have the friendships at the depth that we want, when we don't accept that we're not having the adventures and the life by design that we want, we're in denial. And when we're in denial, we give our power away again. We can't create change when we're not prepared to accept it. So once you know where you're at and you can accept, this is where I'm at right now. I'm actually in crisis. This is me. This is where I'm at. There's no more running. There's no more living in fear. That is the reality. It's like ripping that band-aid off. It sucks. But after a while, the band-aid's gone and now you can start dealing with it. And I had to rip the band-aid off. It didn't make it go away altogether, but it made it easier for me to process. It made it easier for me to say to Sam, today is a really challenging day. I need for you to do A, B, C, and D. I'm not mentally capable of doing that today in this moment. And she'll be like, sweet. As opposed to me being really reactive and pushing her away and her thinking that she's done something wrong because she'd done nothing wrong. 
And we unconsciously push the people away that can help us the most or that we love the most because they get to see our flaws first. Okay, and number three, whew, I had to take some action. Now, it's not what you think, right? It's like you have to take motion. You, you, you can't sit in the same shit because that sucks. Like sitting in your shit sucks. Like when you're in your head, you're dead. So I'd say to Sam, I just need to get to the beach. I just need to get to the beach. I was scared to go to the beach. I was scared to go boogie boarding. I was scared to walk in the ocean. I was scared that something would happen to me when we were driving to the beach. If I didn't take action, the fear would dominate my thinking. The fear would dominate any thought that I was thinking. So if I was feeling a little unsafe and I didn't take action, by the time I was left to my own devices and I was stuck in my head, I would be thinking I'd be dead by the end of the day. So the action that I took, and this is something that you can do, is I did my habit tracker, which is up there behind me. So I've got three calendars up there, right? So I have my habit tracker. I took action and I made myself accountable. I took action. Some of the ways that you can take action are reach out to a friend, reach out to a partner. Don't sit in your own shit longer than what you need to. Go to the people that will love you unconditionally. What I've, I have learned through going through depression and anxiety and agoraphobia and now having to relive that in the last month is people can't mind read. People can see that something's wrong and people can see that your energy is different. They will assume that it's them. They will think that it's them. And when they know that emotionally your well-being is compromised right now, they will be there for you. And the people that can't be there for you are the people that are probably triggered by that. Find another person. So take action and share it. So I took action. I spoke to my specialist. Once I had confirmation, because when I'm in that moment, I need to know that this is not in my head. Like, no, this is not in your head. This has happened since the medication started. This has happened from this date. This has happened there. Okay, so it's not just all me. Like, I'm not just... Right, okay. And my specialist rang me again yesterday, and he's like, Ursh, it's, you know, like, the bloods are still escalating. We need to increase your steroids. Now, a month ago, I told him, I said to him, dude, this is not cool. This is roid rage. Now you've told me this is not okay. And he's like, that's cool. Once the bloods come down, you can bring them down. So I went down a couple of milligrams. And as I've come down a couple of milligrams, my levels have escalated. So I know, and I'm gone back to living in fear because I look at my blood test every single week and I'm like, I don't want to open my blood test. I can't open my blood test because I know that my bloods are tracking the wrong way. That creates fear because I know that I have to increase my steroids. Again, acknowledge that that was the problem. I have to accept that that is my current reality because that's what it is in the moment. It doesn't mean it's going to be forever. It's in the moment. That's just what I'm thinking, right? And now I'm going to take action. And so I said to Sam, we need to open the blood test. And she looks at it. Yep, babe, it's not good news. Great. Okay, I said to her, this is exactly what I said. 
This is the action. I'm not fucking going up in steroids. I can't, babe. I can't do this. Right? If we've got a holiday plan, I just it's not going to happen. I can't be unstable and unsafe as I'm getting on a flight. My specialist run. Now, I could have chosen not to acknowledge it, not to accept it, and not to take action. I did the three A's. I had to acknowledge it, but I had to tell him about it. And he said, Ursh, we've got no choice. He said, you're going to be on 40 milligrams of this before this happens, and if we get another flare-up, and I'm like this, right? And I was like, yeah, I hear you, doc. You need to listen to me. I do not. What I didn't tell you, and this is me accepting it and taking action, right? This is where it's really important for everybody is you have to own this, right? And you've got to show up to look after you. I had to be open, vulnerable, and brave to share my truth with him. I had to. And I said to him, I wasn't truthful with you four weeks ago. I said, I'm having suicidal tendencies. Ooh, it's hard to say that out loud. And I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. And he's, he just cut me off straight away and he said, right, we'll have another option. And as I was saying that to him, I was like, fuck, I, he doesn't know me. He does know me because, you know, we've got a one-on-one -on -one relationship now for the last two years. He's on speed dial, I reckon. He's, on my, he's got me on speed dial. And for me to even accept that and share that with him, I had to be open, honest, and vulnerable. And it scared the shit out of me because I didn't want judgment and I didn't want to have to go back on steroids because I know the consequence of me going back up on steroids is really dangerous. Not only does my face get fat like it is right now, my speech is impacted, I start eating like a trooper, and I can't even take my rings off. So, and my energy is actually depleted, and there's lots of assertive, aggressive, aggressive behavior. So I don't think clearly, and I can't make decisions. So it was all bad. And so what I've been doing is each week as my bloods are coming in and they're escalating, I'm living back in fear. And when I acknowledged, accepted, and I took action yesterday, we have a different plan and action. So, my three things to you are, you're, you're, you acknowledge it, you accept it, and you take action. I started writing everything down on my habit tracker, little things, little things, not big giant steps that I've got to publish a book, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do that. I've taken lots of things off my schedule. I've had to remove things off my schedule which was really horrific for me. Like, Sam's like, babe, do you think this needs to go? And I'm like, no, don't you take that up? Because I wanted to control that. I wanted to know that I had control over this, this, and this. So I've cut my schedule in half, and I've added more of the little basic things, like my gratitude practice every day, like my journaling practice every day, like my meditation two times a day, like taking my um, baby for a walk every morning, like getting my butt to the beach every single day so that I can ground in the ocean. Like if anything becomes too stressful for me, it comes off my schedule and I get my butt to the beach. So when you take action, right, you're not going to stay stuck. Is it scary to take action? Yes, it is. I'm not going to lie. Do you want to take action? No, you don't. You want to hide. And it, it keeps you stuck. So I want to encourage you to be seen, to be heard. 
to share your story because no one has their shit together. No one has their shit together. I've I've not stopped coaching through this whole episode and one of my clients recently said to me, Ursh, do you still want to coach me through this? I'm like, coaching, I get out of my own head and I don't have to worry about me for an hour because in this head it's dangerous as fuck. But when I'm helping other people and when I'm serving other people and when I'm showing up at my highest good, that is the best use of my time and my energy when I'm feeling depleted, burnt out and run down. If I start taking all of the connection and serving other people off my platter when I'm feeling unsafe, that's the worst thing for me to do. It is the worst thing for me to do. Because knowing that I'm giving back to someone and I'm helping someone else right now is the best possible thing that I have done in the last month. So I've moved more into what is lighting me up and less of what is blowing me up. I've learned to prioritize what's really important and every little step matters. So that's our session today. Is there anything that you wanted to add? Because it's pretty oh, right. deep. I don't think there's anything I could possibly add. <laughs> I think that's, that sums it all up exceptionally well. Don't be scared to look in the mirror and really see where you're at. Be honest with yourself and then find that person that you can be honest with. Someone that can handle it. Somebody that's not going, you're not going to feel judged by. Somebody that will listen because quite often all it takes is for you to say it out loud, for you to be able to move to the next step. And until you can actually say it out loud to somebody that you trust with your emotions and with you, and who's not going to um, make you feel bad about it or make you feel worse or anything, um, then you're actually able to move to that next step. Wherever you are in your life right now, just know that you are loved and that you are appreciated. And you are never alone. So I trust, hope and, hope and believe, I hope and believe that this has been useful in some way, shape or form for someone out there today. And I would love for you to share this podcast. I'd love for you to share it on your socials because anxiety and depression is something that I'm extremely passionate about. Because I, I struggled with it for many years. And knowing that there's people out there that feel alone, that feel isolated, that don't have the courage right now or the bravery to say, hey, I just need a little bit of help. I need a little bit of support right now. Really breaks me. And if you know someone right now that is struggling, share my story. Mm. Share my story. And I'm here for anyone that needs help. And, you know, please just know that no one's life is perfect. No one's life is perfect. Don't live your life on social media. Let's make a promise this year that we're going to be really authentic. Like, show the crap. Be okay with the crap. Be okay to be clunky in 2023. Let's strive to be clunky and be perfect by being imperfect. And that's what we have for you today. So out you go. Go and sprinkle some magic on the people, any people out there right now because you actually don't know who's trying really hard to hide their shit and you might think they've got their shit together. And maybe they don't. 
and maybe they need a little bit of love and maybe they need a little bit of compassion and maybe they need just someone to listen to them. Until next week, everybody, enjoy your week. I completely forgot to show you because I know that you're going to want one of these, right? This is the habit tracker that I have been using. And I wanted to share with you because I've run a masterclass on this and you'll get that when you purchase one of these. Look up here. Look, one, two, three. Though that is where you put your three goals. Newsflash! Ursh did not put goals on her habit tracker. She didn't put it on her habit tracker. Why? Because it was too overwhelming for me. It was putting too much pressure on my plate this month. Guess what? I would just example you. I example you. <laughs> it's a new talk. It's a new talk, right? I example you how to take imperfect action. But I want to share with you why this changed my life. Is because every day I just put down little habits. I did celery juice. I did my Wim Hof breathing. I did my journaling. I did my three to thrive. I messaged three people that I've been thinking about. I do my nighttime journaling with my photos of my baby. I do my FYB jar. And my last one was seven hours sleep. So all of my habits this month are based around my mental and emotional well-being. Now next month, because I'm on different meds now, I'm telling you, right, this might change and I move more into what's going to work for me next month. It's not about being perfect. It is not about being perfect. So if you want to just have one of these habit trackers, we're going to put the link in below. It is beautiful. Look, you can just put your habits down the side. You get to tick it off every single day. You get to put your goals at the top. And it is 12 months. I know. It's sexy as fuck. And everyone should have one of those. Because they are beautiful. So, let us know if you want one. Tap on the link below. And we will make sure that this gets shipped out to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, Please share it with a friend or share it on the socials and don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.